Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is April 2nd. Uh, no, no April Fool's. No April Fool's on today's episode, y'all. Yay. Just, that, was, that was yesterday. <laughs> we're not going to leech it over. Even though we could, if we wanted to, we're not going to. Yeah. But today's episode is all Shazam! Fury of the Gods review. We've all got the chance to go see it. So, I'm excited to bring that review to everybody out there. Yes! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Okay, in pure Comically Comics fashion, let's roll through the first appearances just real, real quick. I don't have very many. And honestly, these books are so motherfucking expensive. I don't know that anybody has the money, especially that's listening to us, to buy these. Because hot damn, these are all Golden Age books, y'all. All of them. Shazam, The Wizard, Dr. Savannah all come from Wiz Comics number two. Possibly number one. Just depends on how you look at it because copyright of the book says number two. But it's technically the first issue that came out. There's a whole thing with basically the Ashcan when they were trying to get the title for Wiz Comics. They went through several different iterations. So... They tried Flash Comics, and they couldn't get that. And they tried Thrill Comics, and they couldn't get that. So then they went to Wiz. So yeah. Anyways, Captain Marvel Jr.'s Wiz Comics number 25. Mary Marvel's Captain Marvel Adventures number 18. And Mr. Mind is Captain Marvel Adventures number 26. That's all I got. That is it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. There really wasn't like a ton. No, but like the whole... So like, there's Greek gods and things like that in the comic books for Shazam. Yeah. But like I couldn't find our Daughters of Atlas. I found Atlas, but not the Daughters of Atlas. So Yeah, when researching this, the definitely um I forget their names, but Helen Marin and Lucy Liu's characters, I think were created just for this movie. Rachel Ziegler, the uh the younger one, um, was it Anthea? Anne. Yeah, Anne. Yeah. She was, I think was a, like a daughter of Zeus, but they just moved it over to okay. daughter of Atlas thing. Cool. Let's get in the whelms. What is y'all's whelm for this movie? Well, mine was actually pleasantly whelmed. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's nothing, I don't know. It, it's one of those that's just caught in between a rock and a hard place <laughs> just because it's just, you don't know. I see what you did there. <laughs> 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 yeah. So you don't know where it's going. Obviously, you don't know if anything's going to continue with it. I hope it does, just because it was a it was a fun movie to me. I didn't with it. With that being said, I didn't. I mean, not like this is any different, but I didn't go into it, you know, critically thinking about it. So, but I mean that that's my norm anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you at least watch the first one before watching the second one? Uh, about thirty minutes of it. Oh, the fuck you say! God bless. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I just knew. He didn't even have to say it. I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> man, do yourself a treat and watch that shit, man. I started watching it with the boys, and they're like, "That's been our thing to try. Like, why we'll watch a movie like while we're eating dinner sometimes or whatever." And our usual average is about to get twenty, thirty minutes into a movie, and they're like, "About done." So, <laughs> <laughs> Richard, what was your whelming on this? I was overly whelmed by this movie. I think this movie's fantastic. I think it's better than the first one. The way I would describe this movie is that it's charming and has a lot of heart. 
Like, I like this a lot. I hate that nobody has gone to see this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. it has not done well at the box office. We'll get into that later. But yeah, anyway, I just really wish people would go see this movie because I think it's great. And it, I meant to mention, like, the way one of the things that, like, I, I know I'll probably be kind of skipping into one of the things that I like about it, but the uh, comment that whenever they start, you know, in the van and the mom and dad are taking them and, like, they all hop out and start running and the mom goes, I don't know how to parent here. And I was like, <laughs> I feel that. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's on a, obviously right. on a different level, but like, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that's a great line. Real quick, there were a lot of great lines in this movie. There yes. were a lot of great moments and funny moments in this movie. Anyway. Yeah. I to- yeah, I totally agree. I was completely overwhelmed with this movie. I thoroughly have enjoyed the first one. We all know this. Uh, took my son to go see this one, so we just had a, a boys' night to go see the movie. He enjoyed it. He thought it was better than the first one. But yeah, it, this is same great comedy. Like you said, so much heart in this movie. So much heart. And solid story, I think, overall. CGI was yeah pretty much on point. Better than what Marvel's been putting out. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. My, one of my notes is about the CGI and how it looked like that dragon yeah. looks damn good in a lot of those scenes. Right? A fucking CGI wooden dragon. Yeah. Did really well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it flew with those wings fucked up like they were, yeah. but I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, magic. It's just magic. It's right. the easiest way you can solve it. But the <laughs> the Minotaur and the, the yeah. Cyclops and the Harpies and what else? Like Unicorns. All, yeah, the unicorn. All of those looked phenomenal, like in daylight, which is really hard to do a lot of the times. Yeah. Yes. I, I felt like I was watching the Percy Jack, one of the Percy Jackson movies, which I love those. Honestly, I do love those. Uh, they're they very wildly different. The story does from the books, but still yeah. anyways. And I love that kind of Greek mythology stuff anyways. But like, I also felt like I was watching an X-Men movie at first, like with the bridge scene and stuff like that. The, oh. Like we oh. start off the movie with a bridge <laughs> scene. And I was like, this feels like X-Men right here. And then skip it ahead. You get Calypso planning the the apple into the baseball complex. I was like, again, I've getting like oh, yeah. Magneto X Men vibes right here. Yeah. Like, it was really cool. I just enjoyed. It. I, I I was glad that it brought back memories of other movies that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Or or you get Bane vibes. <laughs> no, I didn't get the Bane vibes. No, absolutely not. Which I gotta ask a question. I'm not from. Was it Philadelphia? Is that where it's at? Yes. I'm not yeah. from Philadelphia. How many bridges do they have? Because that one gets destroyed, but then they show another bridge later on in the movie, and I'm like, did they rebuild that bridge that quick? Like, what happened? Was that a different bridge? I'm not from there, so I don't know, but it just kind of confused me. Yeah. Could be like Gotham, where it's got like, it's just the island, and then like 30 bridges get to it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, y'all want to go into what y'all enjoyed? Yes. Yeah. Who's going first? Oh, okay. Well, I'll go... Well, since we were talking about the bridge, I love the the bridge joke about like, yeah. all right, guys, we got to save the bridge. And then hard cut to the bridge was totally <laughs> destroyed. Like that, that was so funny to me. And the, uh, in, in the, the bridge scene, I, I like that. He, whenever he's like, whenever he catches the car, he's like, don't tell me I caught that while you're oh, listening yeah. to that song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was really funny. All of the, 
little moments when uh, Freddy is lifting up the cars and he's all like, he's like, I'm just kidding. This is super easy. (laughs) Speaking on the song that was playing in the car, the soundtrack they had for it was really good, actually. Like it was kind of gave me like Guardians vibes or whatever. Yeah. Just like the the songs they were picking up and stuff like that. I, I thought they did a good job on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to agree. Yeah. Another funny moment that I like is when Billy is having a, a sexy time dream with Wonder Woman <laughs> and it's revealed that it's the wizard Shazam, Jamin Hansu, I think is his name. And uh, the, once again, the CGI there was great. Like it was silly, but like it looked pretty good. Like with yeah, the animation yeah. of like the head moving with his or with, with Wonder Woman's body, if that was Gal Gadot's body, it could have just been a stunt double for that scene. But anyway... I love that joke, especially how they did it because you thought it was another how Superman was done in the previous movie where like you don't ever see her face and you're thinking like, oh, they they weren't able to get Gal Gadot. Obviously, the leaks came out way before that, which I I now understand why David F. Sandberg was like pissed because it ruins the joke. Oh, yeah. Because even at the end when they reveal her, they stop just at the neck for a split second and then they go whoop and then show her face and it's it's like a kind of like a comedic shot yeah. and i really really hate that that was ruined but you know it is what it is yeah yeah i i, I agree so not that we can trust imdb anymore cuz you know they fucked me over on the whole <laughs> werewolf by night <laughs> but when i was going through trying to figure out actresses names and the the characters they played and stuff like that there was one listed for fake wonder woman okay so that leads me to believe that the one that that's what they're talking about is the lady is the one in the dream. Yeah. Body double kind of thing. Yeah. I love the, all the jokes dealing with Steve, the pen and like writing the letters <laughs> and like yeah. they think he's correcting what they're saying. And I loved when Helen and Mirren's reading off the thing and she's like, all right, let's get a Gatorade. Do we have any red ones? <laughs> like, I just think, like the, That joke landed and it was so fucking funny for me. In my theater, once again, nobody went to see this movie. There was, I think, four people, and it was dads and, like, their kids. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. it was mostly, like, hey, sit down. Don't do not do this. So, like, there was no laughter during that. I was the only one laughing, and I just, I felt really bad. I really did. Yeah. So, I noticed at our theater, since we're talking about that, I, I think we packed ours out, but... This movie has already been moved to the very back. Yeah. One of the theaters. So there's only like three or four rows in this this particular theater. There and we've all all the rows are the reclining seats or whatever. So that's why there's only three or four now. But yeah, I was just like, oh, and and when I bought the tickets, it was the day before. And like none of them were pre-sold. Oh, yeah. But I know our whole role was sold out. And then I think the two or whatever that were behind us, I think those. I know those had people in it too. So I was just like, what? Like it it baffled me, honestly, because I was trying to find like tickets and there there was like three showings for that day. Yeah. I was like, this movie just fucking came out like three weeks ago. There's only three showings, really? Yeah. yeah. So it was insane. Uh, since we're here, we'll we'll just get into that. So the box office stuff. Here's why I think. I pulled some of this from Wikipedia. I got some of the numbers from Box Office Mojo. But as of March 30th, 2020, actually, I take that back. As of April 2nd, 2023, Shazam! Fear of the Gods grossed $53.4 in the United States and Canada 
and 66 million in other territories for a worldwide total of 119.4 million. In the United States and Canada, Shazam! Fear of the Gods was initially projected to gross 35 to 40 million from 4,071 theaters in its opening weekend. The film made 11.7 million, including 3.4 million from Thursday night previews, lowering the weekend's estimate to 30 million. It went on to debut to 30.1 million, topping the box office by making a 43% drop from the first film's opening weekend, 53.5 million, and the third lowest DCEU, though the two lower films, The Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman 1984, were released. Uh, at, their release was affected by COVID 19 yeah. and was also released during HBO Max. Box office pros Sean Robbins called the debut a short start. There's no other way to put it, noting the recent underperformance of other comic book films. The Hollywood Reporter called the domestic opening one of the worst starts of a major Hollywood superhero film and also lamented the film's 35 million international opening from 78 countries, including bombing in China with 4.4 million. The AV Club noted that it premiered during a weekend which saw other films experience dull box office numbers as well. In its second weekend, it dropped to 69% to 9.3 million, finishing third behind newcomer John Wick Chapter 4 and Holdover Creed 3. So that's what I wanted to, to sort of say is like it was having to combat. It, it already pushed the date back due to Avatar, The Way of the Water. Then it had to compete with Creed 3 and John Wick Chapter 4. And the, all those movies had dull, like not as hot openings as well, because honestly, it's expensive to go to the movies. <laughs> right? And people probably have to pick and choose what they want to go see now. So yeah, like for our listeners, it's really good. Like, I, I don't know if you want to go see it in theaters. You don't have that money. But at the very least, check it out when it's on streaming. It's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. Definitely better than Black Adam. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, much better. <laughs> <laughs> definitely better than Thor Love and Thunder yes <laughs> yeah. yes absolutely. you want to actually see a good like comedic mixed yeah. superhero movie go see this one not Thor yeah agreed <laughs> I'm gonna go keep on going better than Black Panther 2 Wakanda forever hmm I have to think about that <laughs> well I have to think about that one like I totally yes, different I, genres though yeah well no, not even genre yeah like the tonality Tones, is like yes is just completely apples and oranges. Yes. Like, one of them is sad. So I don't yes. know. I, I would say I would re-watch Shazam! Fury of the Gods over Black Panther 2 because, like, again, that movie's so fucking sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So, I mean, do you... And I'm sure it's probably a pretty obvious answer, but do you think the whole Jim Gunn, DC, kind of ups and up in chaos probably had something to do with the low numbers well see that that's the other thing yeah probably the, the i personally me i'd have cut if i'm james gunn i'm cutting that wonder woman scene especially if we don't know if she's coming back or not because right now it's up in the fucking air and the is that because of her or because of james gunn it's about coming back it's this i don't know honestly this this whole thing oh, okay. that he said that patty jenkins like, she's out to direct Wonder Woman 3, but Gal Gadot has said that I will not be returning if if Patty Jenkins, the director, that's who that is, uh, doesn't come back. So it's up in the air. 
is is she out from directing it or is she out from just writing it? Because I know he like said no on her script, but does that mean that she's also out as far as director? I would say, I don't know, honestly, Michael. I'd have to look that yeah. up. Uh, maybe I can do an um, amendment for our next episode. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know for sure. I just remember it was that she was out for Wonder Woman 3 and then Gal was like, well, if she's out, then I'm not continuing on, which, like, the first Wonder Woman is good. It's not great, but it's good. It is good, yeah. The second one is hot trash. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, why? Why are you so hard up on this? I don't understand it. Plus, honestly, fans have been championed if Shazam is truly, like, dead, like, dead in the water, it's not going to be continuing on. The actress that plays Mary Marvel, they've been championing her to be the next Wonder Woman, which I got to be honest with you, she could totally pull it off. I agree. Yeah. I agree. She's pretty awesome in this movie as well. Yeah, she is. Her name is Grace Caroline Curry. So back to the like the original question as far as the whole like DC up in arms yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that was... So uh, stuff I've been reading is that a lot of things killed this was, yes, because of the DC up in arms, Black Adam was supposed to Black Adam or the just one of the Justice Society members was supposed to be the stinger for this movie, but The Rock like eighty six that. <laughs> so I think that's why we get hardcore and economist at the yes! end, which I love. The, <laughs> I love the the Avengers thing when he's like, oh, I don't yeah. like these names, and then he's reading through and he's like, Oh, the Avengers Society. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I like stuff like that, whether it's like a, a ribbing to the other competitors or stuff like that. That's really cute to me. Yeah. So to like not answer, but kind of answer what you're saying, what you're asking here, Jeremy, as far as my opinion, I think this movie's in continuity. And the reason I'm saying this is because this is a Saffron production as well. A what now? It's a Peter Safran production, and he is co-CEO with James Gunn. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So he has had a hand in Aquaman, the first Shazam, the Suicide Squad movie, which was the James Gunn version of yeah. it. Peacemaker. Shazam 2. He's got a hand in Blue Beetle. He's also got a hand in Aquaman 2. These are all the movies that like have sat there and done well for the most part and have all kind of like been associated or whatever with James Gunn. Yeah. Or what's continuing on. We also get that singer at the end that we're talking about where Harcourt and Dybeer go out and they meet Shazam to talk to him about joining the Justice Society. He thinks it's the Justice League, which I think was hilarious. And he was very <laughs> adamant about, you know, is that the one Wonder Woman's on? And they're like, no. And he's like, oh, I want to be on that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So my opinion, I don't think they did a good job. And I think we spoke about this before, especially you, Richard. Yeah. Uh, about saying like, hey, this is going to like Shazam's going to continue on. He's going to sit there and be another member. He's, you know, and maybe it was because of box office numbers, like how that was going to do. But I don't know. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I like these movies. These are the few DC movie like from the old <laughs> guard that I actually like. Yeah. But I have to be like realistic. Supposedly the, the day in February 2023, David Sandberg has said that Levi's, like Zachary Levi as Shazam, his future would be dependent on the DCU if the reception for this movie was good. And as far as money coming in, I don't think it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Which sucks, because like I said, this movie's really good. 
He did a great job too. Yes. Or does a great job. Yeah. Zach, like Zachary Levi is great in this role. Yeah. Like I love his, I don't know, his charming kind of yeah. kid personality. He's great in this role. I, the only thing I have to say is Asher Angel, the actor that plays Billy Batson, brother looks 20 now, which he is 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to really say that he's a kid. Yeah. And it, I knew this was something they were going to run into eventually by like at least the third movie. But this movie, when you see him for the first time, I'm like, holy crap, he looks old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they at least acknowledged it. You know what I mean? As far as like sit there saying like, yeah, he's going to be 18 in a few months. So, I mean, he's at least close. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But then they also met and they were making a big deal in the movie about him, you know, getting possibly kicked out and stuff like that because he's not going to get, you know, federal money anymore. Yeah. Or at least Rosa and um, whoever, I can't remember. The dad. Jerry. Yeah. Jerry. Uh, Cooper Jerry. Andrews. <laughs> 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 but like, Freddie sat there and said he was five months behind him. So, like, Freddie's going to be 18 as well. So, like, if we're going to sit there and start making a big deal about this kind of stuff, like, why were you not making a big deal about Freddie? Oh, I uh, was. But I just, Freddie, the actor that plays Freddie still has that, like, kid face. But Asher, Angel, Billy, he looked, like I said, brother looks 20. <laughs> like, he looks like he could <laughs> yeah. easily buy a beer now. <laughs> oh, I was saying as much as, like, in the story oh, is okay. what I was, I was referring to in the story. I, I apologize. The other the other thing, too, is just how the Shazam powers work is when he turns into Shazam, he's supposed to look like just his older self. So it's also weird that the kid is now his older self and he doesn't look anything like Zachary Levi. Especially with Mary staying the same, too. Yeah. Yeah, they they weirdly like I went back and while doing all of my like preparing for today's episode, I went back and looked at the actress that they got to play Mary Marvel in the first film versus the actress now and damn they are damn close like they look almost identical they did a really right. great like whoever casted that person originally fucking nailed it in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> all right back to stuff that we like we got on a okay. fucking tangent there yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the show guys we didn't like anything else <laughs> fuck it all that's great I like I, my notes aren't all about like things that are like, okay, how about this? Was that supposed to be, it's not because I looked it up, but was that supposed to be Jamil from Peacemaker at the beginning in the, uh, in, in the museum? He's the, in, in Peacemaker, he's the guy, the custodian, whatever, janitor at the oh. hospital. <laughs> it's the same actor. Oh yeah. It's uh Reeswan Manji. Oh. He played Jamil in Peacemaker, and I don't know his name. They don't. I can't find his name in this movie. But anyway, I was like, "Are they the same?" And he dies because he, or I don't know, he gets turned to stone. You never see the resolution to whatever that is. He got pushed over and, and broken to pieces. That's right, he did. I forgot about that. Yes, he did. He gone. wasn't working out. I had to let him go. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's, as as uh, as Shazam said, he's dead ass dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about the wizard. That's great. What did y'all think about the wizard going from Dut? Like, did did y'all like that the story? How they how they fixed that him pot? You know, him showing up as being dead. Jeremy, I understand you don't know what I'm talking about. So what <laughs> happened was in the first movie, and for anybody else that hasn't seen the first movie, when the wizard Shazam hands over his powers to Billy, 
Like he hands over all. Well, no, I saw that part. Like he just he just disintegrates. Okay, you did see that. Awesome. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, that happens like in the first five minutes. So Jeremy was good. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, he did make it to that. While eating lasagna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did y'all like that? Did y'all like how they fixed that? Oh yeah, I mean it was it was fine to me. <laughs> did it wasn't like some kind of just plot destroying thing there. So it was it was good. Yeah. I I liked it as well. It's classic retconning and I think it was done quite well. Uh, I loved to kind of spin off, but still related is I love uh, Jamon Hansu's like comedic timing in a lot of the scenes with him and Freddie were were really quite funny. <laughs> yeah, the, the one that really cracks me up is the Freddie telling him about his knees cracking, oh. and <laughs> and then like uh, he's like, "See, there you go." And then like they're about to move again, and you hear the crack again. I just think that's really funny. The weird part, though, is at the end when he's just, just him, like, he's Jamon Hansu. Like, if you saw him on the street, <laughs> it just looks like him at that point. I was like, this is odd. Looks like a motherfucking pimp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the hat with the feather and everything. But yeah, I think one of, one of the person even says that in the, uh, in the yeah. movie. So something like, you look pimping or something like that. Yeah. Loved, loved the, the retconning and bringing back the wizard. Yeah. Awesome. I liked it as well. I'll tell you one thing that I like is we, I think we talked about this in our reading of the comic, but I don't know if we went into full details, but for audiences, they learn that Shazam is an acronym. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. And anyway... I think that's really cool. I like how they they did the exposition dump of that with Steve the Pin, which, by the way, when that shows up, I was like, are we in a Harry Potter film now? What's going on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Waiting for him to get sucked into the pages. Yes. There were so many, like, throwbacks and, like, Easter eggs in this movie. Like, I know I didn't get them all. Like, I know I didn't. But I loved the, the ones that I did see and the ones that I did get. Like, they were awesome. Absolutely loved them. Which ones did you get? Because I, I have a list of some as well. <laughs> so when Freddie, you know, they were going by, uh, Freddie was going by Mr. Everything. Yes. That was that was his superhero name. And then he called Shazam or Billy Mr. Everything Jr. Yeah. That's a callback to the comic books because Freddie in the comic books is Captain Marvel Jr. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that's his superhero name. Really? Really, Jeremy? Nothing? Uh, what? Uh, well, I mean, I have heard. Yeah, the real Captain Marvel. Our but. listeners can't see that. For our listeners, he's got this ridiculous background of Gal Gadot on his left and Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, Larson on the there right. You go. I think it's hilarious and great. Yeah. <laughs> so the cat that Darla saves from the bridge, do you know what the cat's name is, Jeremy? Did you did you catch that? Um, who? There you go. <laughs> I, thought, of course, noticed her having the cat, but I didn't pay attention to the name, no. So Darla <laughs> has a cat when she walks in from the bridge experience. And, you know, Jerry and Rosa are like, is that a cat? And she's like, no. She just keeps walking. Right. So she takes it into the Rock of Eternity, and she's like, it's better that I give Tawny back, isn't it? Oh, So crap. the cat's name was Tawny, <laughs> the tiger. It's even an orange one, too. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't know this when we were reading the comics, but I knew Tawny was something related to to old school Wiz Comics Shazam. 
And I just, all the stuff going on, I just didn't have time to research it. Anyway, Tawny the Tiger is a reference to Wiz Comics' character that shows up in Shazam, but has, I think, its own comic as well called Talking Mr. Talking Tawny. And it's a, a humanoid tiger that wears like a suit and walks around and talks. Like, here's the no original shit. kind of what uh, Talking oh. Tawny's first appearance cover looked like. And that motherfucker looks like Bear Bryant if he sat there and <laughs> played it awkward. <laughs> yeah. So, and I kept saying before the movie came out that I was rumors that we were going to see a talking Tawny. And by the way, talking is spelled T A W K I N G, or I th- excuse me, it's talky Tawny. But anyway, the rumor was we were supposed to get it and leaks that I had read, which apparently weren't true because a lot of them didn't come to fruition, but was that. We were supposed to get Talkie Tawny in this movie, and it was going to be played by Simbad, the the comedian, <laughs> which I'm so disappointed we did not get. Because I thought we were gonna get it when all the like Minotaurs and the uh, yes. whatever, all the Greek things, and they were talking about the the like King of Beasts. I thought it was gonna be a tiger and that they were gonna use the Shazam power to create Tawny but it was going to be a humanoid tiger like in the comic. <laughs> we did not get that. I'm very sad about that, but hey, who knows? Maybe we'll get in the third movie if there is one. Yeah. By the way, Taste the Rainbow, motherfuckers. That was the best <laughs> commercial. <laughs> I, I died. I fucking died. <laughs> I was the the first one when the, the unicorn, by the way, David F. Sandberg, the director of this film, who's in the film, by the way, He's the guy that gets attacked by one of the harpies uh, when they first hatch. <laughs> he's like running and they pick him up. And anyway, oh yeah. yeah, he's a horror director. He directed one of the Annabelle movies. I forget which one, okay. but um, you can really tell, especially in the unicorn scene, because yeah. that is straight up like a horror movie. And I was just in awe when it charges and she throws the Skittles and she literally like, I don't know if that's the exact audio clip from the Skittles commercial, but it sounds damn near close. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, it wasn't, wasn't bad or anything, but I was just like, is this, is this, I'm like, am I watching a really long Skittles commercial right now? <laughs> right? But yeah, I too liked the, the later yeah. on, the Taste the Rainbow motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I thought that was great. There was an, another one, another thing I meant, uh, I thought was pretty funny. Whenever Billy you know, was talking about the whole, like he he and Mary were talking and him aging out and all that kind of stuff. And then her going off to college or whatever. And she's trying to like say that she's not leaving him. She's just, just kind of going on the next thing. And she she said that like, you know, nothing, nothing lasts forever. There's always change. And he goes, <laughs> it's, it, it's literally called the rock of eternity. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and he was the one that wasn't supposed to have the wisdom of Solomon. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the way I, there was so many different like he mispronounced. There was one that was Sa- Saruman, which is from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. I thought that was really funny. Solomon. Yeah, yeah Solomon. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I really wish the joke of the Fast and Furious. It's all about family moment. Oh, I yeah. wish that wasn't spoiled in the trailers. They should have yeah. hit that. That would have been such a great joke for the movie, uh, especially since Helen and Mirren is in Fanta- uh, 
Wow. Anyway, Fast and Furious. I was about to say Fantastic Beast um, is in Fast and Furious. And yeah, I, I hate that that was spoiled. But but yeah, the the flaming violin joke, I think is really funny. I think that landed. But anyway. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I, uh, it was so fast. My son was very distract. Like he was distracting me in this movie. I don't know what it is. I'm really the only like me and him are the kind of the ones that go like we we do like a, a father son whatever and we go to the movies. Mm-hmm. I think his oldest sister has taken him once before. Like like you said, just going to the movies is expensive and stuff like that. So we don't do. And then somebody's got to stay home with the youngest. So it's not like we can all you know pile up and go to the movies right now. But he acted like he'd never been in a fucking movie before or something. Like I was just. <laughs> And like he was chowing away on some popcorn and drinks and shit. I was like, bro, I'm not getting up from this fucking seat. Like I've trained my bladder and everything for these movies. Um, you're gonna have to get in line and realize how this works. So <laughs> and he did something. He did something during the right there at the flaming violin scene. And I was just like, Oh, all right, cool. It's a thanks, buddy. It's an Easter egg to one of the old comics. There's a character, I think it's like an ogre or something that has a violin that like shoots flames out of it, but it's one of the Easter eggs <laughs> to some of the older stuff. But I, I love the joke of they just have it in the center and Helena Mirren and Lucy Liu are like staring at it and it, they use it as a distraction. It's really funny. And that's when he came and got the wand and then he went to throw it at Freddy and then Lucy Liu got it right back. Yeah. And I, was, <laughs> I, I, I physically went... <laughs> <laughs> in the movie theater. I was like, well, what the fuck? I like some of this because it's they're kids. They're not that smart. Yes. Like, yeah. And it makes sense. I think it's really funny. But yeah. Another uh, Easter egg, if you will, was the teacher. And I, I told you this off podcast, Michael, but the teacher that played Mr. Geckle is played by Diedrich Bader. Keeping, I guess, keeping it in the family. He does the voice of Batman and Batman Brave and the Bold and Batman and the Harley Quinn show. Most people know him from the Drew Carey show and The Office, tons of other things. But yeah, uh, he's the teacher that gets like forced off the roof and like kills himself. Oh, yeah. I want to say he makes a comment to Freddie about his shirt, maybe. I can't remember, but I want that shirt. I've seen that shirt before. Right. It's a, it's a bat. <laughs> That's like dressed like Batman and then a Robin dressed like Robin, like yeah. pursuing after something. And anyway, I want that shirt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so is it the was he in the office or office space? Uh, excuse me. Yes. The, I may have said the office. I misspoke. The uh, office space. Okay. Also, awesome. no the. I don't know why I keep putting these in front of things. <laughs> Mold. <laughs> I was not expecting him to kill himself. I was expecting oh, him yeah, to get yeah. to the edge and like stop. And then he went off and I was like, oh, Fuck, that's pretty dark. Yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't have kids, but I like so I remember what when we were kids, we watched movies. Some of them were really dark. And <laughs> I feel like David F. Sandberg was very much like, no, I, like I know this is a kid's movie, but I'm a horror director, so we're gonna put some dark moments in here. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I like how he had Annabelle in the in the yeah <laughs> the, the PD oh, yeah. Which yeah. we saw that in the the trailer. I think you pointed that out, Richard. Yeah. But yeah, that's I saw it. I was like, oh yes. <laughs> the the other cool Easter egg that I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm stepping over you, Michael, but when he gets when Shazam Billy gets hit by the dragon's fire, I think for the first time, he lands 
And there's this moment that like the people of Philadelphia are like, yeah, go. And there's a guy standing there and he's in red and yellow and he's TV's Michael Gray, which that's yes! a reference to <laughs> that's a reference to Archer as well. But uh he played Billy Batson in the 70s like live action Shazam, Shazam show. <laughs> you damn oh, right cool. he did. <laughs> yes. So kind of like Batman, there was a live action Batman before Keaton and before Adam West. But they were like these black and white serial kind of movies or whatever. And and you would go to the movies and you'd watch it for like five or 10 minutes or something like that. And then you'd have to go back the next week to see what happened next. And there were like eight continuing episodes. There's a Adventures of Captain Marvel that's like that as well. But that shows you that like the time and stuff like that and the copyright and how that all changed. They The TV show from the 70s is called Shazam. So and it's about the same character and all that other jazz but they couldn't use Captain Marvel anymore. Hmm. But yeah, I, I noticed that. And he, he even mentioned Captain Marvel in the movie. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think the line was, you're the best Captain Marvel. Yeah. And all I pictured was Jeremy like mm. hooting. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, wrong Captain Marvel. She needs to come. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that was all the Easter eggs. That was you get. That was the last one I had. Was the the Michael Gray? I thought that was awesome. So I love his shirt because it's very like it's the same shirt that he wore in the TV series. The the red shirt with the the yellow collar and the yellow trim on the sleeves. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, yes. And he doesn't. He looks a lot like he did like as a kid, which I thought was funny as well. Yes, something that I like because I didn't. I only had wrote down two things, but I know there's more because I love this movie. <laughs> the first one being the Taste of the Rainbow one. And then I'm going to let y'all know right now, like Lucy Lou was a big hit back in the day, but I never like got into any of her movies or anything like that. Her as Calypso was fucking great. I loved her as the villain of this movie. Yeah. Like I, and like the actual true villain of this movie. Like yeah. I thought she did an amazing job as that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think she did, a, did a great job there. And like just seeing her like evolving into that, that villain was was I mean it was it was a very subtle kind of kind of change there and I thought I thought it was done really well. Yeah, I, I liked it as well. I didn't find it very. I thought it was pretty heavy, <laughs> but because she was very much like fuck these people, you know, all that stuff from the very beginning. <laughs> but yeah, I I liked all of the sisters. I thought they they the dynamic between them all worked really well, even though they were yeah. like. All different ages. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> by the way, I just want to point out, I kind of giggled when Helena Mira is fighting Shazam in that, like, under, weirdly underground area where a Philly cheesesteak restaurant's at. I just, that was weird to me. I was like, why is, there, why is this all underneath, like, a restaurant? But, anywho, she's 77 years old. And I know she's not doing all of her stunts and, and everything, but it just, I giggled thinking of, like, this very old lady is like having to like dawdle off when then like the stunt double comes in. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Like in that, in that scene, the whole like where she was had Shazam down on the ground and she was saying that about like how he has her, her father's powers and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, yes, but did your dad, could your dad run as fast as lightning? Like, yeah. Did the whole like swap thing. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> That was my son's favorite moment. Like, they, oh, like we it? got out of the movie theater and he was like, Dad, that movie was great. Uh, my favorite time was this one. And he, and he said the exact same one. I was like, all right, buddy. That's hilarious. That's awesome. 
Speaking of the sisters, I did not like the eight, like Anthea and her story and the age. Like, I didn't like any of that. Really? Like, yeah, I didn't like that they had a younger one to try and relate with the boys and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I I just, I didn't like it. But that was just me. Really? I like, I really liked Anthea and (laughs) I liked Freddie. Yeah. One of the funny jokes is when something about like she's 6,000 years old and then she kisses Freddie and then the dad's like really kind of, you know, changes the whole situation here. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. And then of course, later on when he's like, uh, Shazam's hitting on Wonder Woman and they're like, what is up with our sons and older women? (laughs) (laughs) And that whole like, whenever she said that about how old she was and like Shazam snickers and then she looks over at him, he's like, she looked great. Yeah. She looked great. Yeah. <laughs> real quick about her, just because this is one of my notes that I had, is her name, her real name, like the actress's real name is Rachel Ziegler. She was one of the actresses in the running to be Supergirl in the the upcoming Flash Flashpoint movie. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Obviously, cool. she didn't get it. Uh, Sasha Kaye, I think is how you say her last name. I think so. Anyway, she obviously got it, but I just thought that was interesting that she was at least in the running for that role. Well, all right then. <laughs> no, it is interesting. I just, yeah. I, I am, I'm very biased with Sasha because, like, I saw, I got to see they released like the the web call or whatever when she got it, yeah. got the role, and like that was it was extremely emotional, and like I was so happy for her because of how excited she was to get that role. So I'm like, you know what? Like, if everybody comes in and has that kind of attitude about being a superhero and, like, getting a role like that, then fuck yes, they should have it. Absolutely. Like, of course, if they can act. Like, you can't just have motherfuckers coming up there not yeah. being able to act. I was about to say. <laughs> like, get excited. But I'm saying, like, if you're an actor and you can act, like, yes, I'm I'm thoroughly happy about that. Yeah. Or honestly, look the part. Because, like, let's be honest. If I like, I'm a big fan of superheroes. But if I go to audition for uh, Spider Man, I'm not <laughs> going to get the role. <laughs> let's be real here. <laughs> Another thing I didn't like, since I'm just kind of here, uh, and I didn't have many. I, I didn't like the the mom thing. Was very anticlimactic to me. Mm. Like, I understand kind of why they put it in there and stuff like that. But it was very like. Here's a splash of it here at the very beginning. And oh, yeah. we're going to go ahead and resolve it right here, right before he, you know, dies. Yeah. <laughs> I I will agree with you on that. I felt like it was rushed. That was my yeah. kind of thought on that was very much like they touched on it, I think, three times in the movie. And that was it. Yeah. And then I thought there was too much comedy in the... I, I liked it. I thought it was funny, but I thought there was too much comedy with the Savannah Stinger at the very end. uh, And it was really more of Mr. Mind. (laughs) Like, the stuff that he said, I don't have legs, I just slither around. I'm just like, why are you fucking explaining this shit to him? Like, fuck him. (laughs) That, that, it wasn't him exploring, I mean, then Savannah needs it to have it exploring. I thought that was great because he was like, where have you been? It's been two years. And he's like, our plan is coming to fruition and he, all this stuff. And he's like, but what we would, and he, <laughs> the caterpillar just snaps at him. He's like, look, I don't have you. I've got tiny legs and I slither everywhere or not slither, but I like inchworm everywhere I go and I don't have wings. And then I love the joke where he's like, and anyway, there's just one last thing to do. And then he slithers <laughs> off and Savannah's like, no. 
uh, which sadly <laughs> will probably be slithering on for eternity because I don't know if we'll see it. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I love that stinger. That was one of my favorite moments. Oh. <laughs> I just didn't like the amount of comedy it was. I didn't I didn't like Mr. Mind's comedy. I didn't like him snapping or whatever and doing the whole I'm slithering around thing. But teach their own. Teach their own. So I will say uh, one other thing I did like, and I thought I'd kind of go into the unicorns thing. I thought it, the the little details that they had with them, like when if you see whenever it eats one of the Skittles, like it's got like razor sharp teeth. Right. And like, really, I was like, holy cow. <laughs> but then I was like, and whenever he's eating the Skittles, I was like, well, uh, I guess they're made of fruit. So it'll be all right. Uh, maybe. <laughs> that's a, that's a joke yeah, towards that, my wife. Jerry, uh, for, just, just so you know, <laughs> making inside jokes on a podcast doesn't work. <laughs> I know. It's, still, it's out there. <laughs> She'll appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What you need to now, I think, explain to our listeners about the joke. I don't know. I, I, I didn't get that approval from her, so okay. I don't want to like throw right. her under the bus. Right. <laughs> if you want to edit that little joke out, you're welcome to. No, I'll leave it in. I just it, to be continued. Yeah, yeah. If it, I'll, I'll, I might explain it next week. That gives y'all reason to stay tuned. Exactly. <laughs> That's our cliffhanger. Oh my god. Uh, I think we kind of went on as far as like what we're, where we think we're going from here and shit like that. Uh, is there anything y'all want to see? Is there anything that you're like, I, I know we just talked about Savannah. We're hoping we possibly get to see that. Is there anything though that we haven't touched on that like we're wanting to see? Nando V Movies is a guy on YouTube had mentioned that, you know, he was like, this is a really great movie. I really, it's sad that, it, you know, same stuff we've been saying. Sad that nobody went and saw it, but he was like, Shazam deals with a lot of like magical creatures and stuff and they should just lean into that and, you know, whatever the sequel will be Mr. Mind and some kind of all these magical creatures or something like that. That would be cool to see. How to find them. Yes. Yes. Not <laughs> totally <laughs> no copyright infringement on that at all. But uh, obviously the thing that I would like to see is fucking Black Adam fight Shazam yeah, but that probably won't happen not anytime soon. So, I, like I said, I don't even know if we're getting a a third one. It sucks, man. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. I yeah. think this movie's so good, and people should go see it. But is what it is. James Gunn, Peter Safran, take it from three nerds. Keep Zachary Levi. Keep doing the fucking Shazam. Keep the shit that's going. It's working. So we enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. I'd love to. I'd love to see it keep going. Have a third one. Same. Well, fuck, you got to watch the first one still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> At least I still get to experience it for, right? for a little while longer. <laughs> yes! Yes! I, I think I think he's going to stick around. I really do. I just, just because of the Saffron connection that's there. I think this is, I think this has hopes. But I've been wrong in the past too, so fuck me. Well, I mean, I hope you're right. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not hopeful for it, but I'm, I hope you're right. Like, that's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, got you. Cool. Got anything else? Nope, that's it for me. I think I'm good. Awesome. Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. It's Night with a K. Of course, you can find me here. Playing Guardians? <laughs> yeah. Haven't yet. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, where can they find you at? 
Uh, if you want to contact me directly, I have a Twitter. My Twitter handle is Night Curry, night like day and night, and curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. So like I said at the beginning, as of right now, we're recording on April 2nd. Tomorrow night, April 3rd, I will be on YouTube at TM Nerdy's channel. He's a listener of ours as well, so definitely want to shout him out on top of all this Woo! with an awesome, awesome co-host of Geek Out Roscoe, another amazing YouTube channel. You should definitely go watch. The show I'm going to be on is called Between the Lines. And uh, so I'm going to draw. So you'll get to see me draw some shit. I don't know. <laughs> but it's fun. It's an awesome show. They have artists on there a good bit of the time, even like big famous ones. So it's really cool. Oh, nice. uh, this will probably drop on the 10th of April. So that episode will be out. So you can go check that out. Check him out. Go sub him up. Go sub up. Geek out with Roscoe as well. Yes. Outside of that, you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank y'all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed as much as we did making it. And with all that being said, thank you, bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Lana, it's Stevie's Michael Gray. Billy Batson from the Shazam Isis Hour. Well, and the Brian Keith Show. Obviously in the Brian Keith Show.